everyone. My name is Malika Chandrasekharan. I'm a corporate partner in the M&A team in Sydney. Welcome to our 11th and final video in our Future of Consumer 2021 APEC predictions. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about consumer M&A in 2021, what we see as the trends, the developments and opportunities. 2021 is certainly shaping up to be a very busy year. Um, we've got plenty of activity in the market all across APEC. And it's certainly looking, um, has been looking to be a really exciting year in terms of deals. So we're looking forward to sharing with you a couple of trends that we see um, playing out over the course of the year. I'm joined by my partner in Tokyo, Joe Fisher, and I'll hand over to him to briefly introduce himself. Thanks, Malika. Yeah, I'm Joe Fisher. I'm a corporate partner in the Tokyo office focusing on outbound M&A for Japanese companies. Very uh, pleased to be speaking with you today. Fabulous. So, Joe, let's go straight into it. What are your predictions for Asia in terms of consumer M&A in 2021? Thanks, Malika. So there are there are three things that I would call out for consumer M&A in Asia in 2021. Um, the first is that the, the shifting foreign direct investment regimes across the region are, are having an influence on uh, where M&A is taking place. And the two best examples of that at the moment are China and Indonesia are both opening up um, you know, their jurisdictions to foreign investment. Indonesia has recently passed the omnibus law. And, and so what those countries are trying to do is encourage you know, foreign investment, which is, is not something that we've you know, historically seen a lot of in both of those places. And I think that that will have an influence on the, the M&A that we start to see throughout the later half of, of 2021. Um, the second thing that I'd call out is, is the continued prevalence of M&A to, uh, to acquire tech in the consumer sector. And, and this is really a worldwide trend, but arguably Asia is at the forefront of it where we've got you know, consumers becoming increasingly digitally aware and comfortable of living their life online in terms of, you know, shopping, buying groceries, doing uh, healthcare appointments. And, and this is this is already disrupting the consumer sector, but it's also the influence is being seen in, in M&A in the consumer sector, where, you know, we are, we, we tend to say that there seems to be tech in every deal at the moment. And, and so, a lot of the M&A that I would predict we'll see in the next 12 months in Asia and the consumer sector will be focused around, you know, acquiring and, and, and making use of new technology. Um, the last thing I'd briefly call out is, is the rise of special purpose acquisition companies, uh, SPACs. Again, this is a, a global um, trend that is, you know, sitting across a number of different sectors. But I think in, in Asia, um, we will see this in the consumer sector, you know, particularly uh, the sort of Southeast Asian e-commerce companies are, are very likely to make use of, of SPACs as opposed to traditional IPO routes in the, in the next 12 to 24 months. So those are the, those are the three things I'd call out for Asia Consumer M&A in 2021. Fabulous, Joe. Those are all really interesting trends. And actually, we're seeing a lot of the same in Australia. I mean, I'm touching on each of those points, starting with um, foreign investment. Um, I'd say Australia has been very open to foreign investment for a long time and continues to be. What we are seeing in the regime here and in, you know, similar to some of the regimes across the world is a tightening around um the definition of what's a national security business and a bit more scrutiny around some of those types of um, businesses and considerations. 
I think really where this plays out is being able to engage with the regulators early, thinking about transactions and what potential issues might be called out by a regulator and really planning ahead in order to ensure that you have that early engagement, you have the solutions um, and factoring that in terms of a deal timetable. I mean, what we do with our clients is really look to get all of those approvals within the deal timetable, but that takes early planning. Um, you know, we're absolutely seeing though lots of foreign investment into Australia and, um, you know, it remains very much open to foreign investment. Touching on your second um, point around tech, I mean, that's absolutely, again, I'm almost seeing almost every deal have a tech element here, both in the consumer sector and, and otherwise. And that also ties in with some of the consolidation that we're seeing, which I'll chat about a little bit later. Um, on SPACs, you know, that's really interesting. It's obviously a worldwide trend. Um, in Australia, <laughs> we're not going to see SPACs at least in the near future, in terms of companies that are set up here as SPACs. Um, our listing rules don't currently allow for it. Um, it's certainly something on the mind of all of the regulators and in the market, and it's something we're watching and seeing. What will be interesting is seeing SPACs turn up as vendors um, or, or buyers, I should say, on some of the deals, consumer deals that we'll see here and looking at the interaction between, you know, how a SPAC will play out compared to, say, a trade buyer or a sponsor or other buyers and, you know, in that competitive process. So I think that's a trend that will be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. And I guess it'd be interesting to hear from you, you know, what your particular <laughs> predictions are about Australia for, for consumer M&A in 2021. Sure. Um, so I think in addition to some of the themes you've already called out, you know, I mentioned earlier consolidation in the sector. Over the past couple of years, there's been a decline in bricks and mortar retail, and that was further accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, I think a lot of our consumer um, sector companies here saw the benefit of having an online presence and, you know, having that sort of digital arm um, in some ways. And that is there's already been an acceleration of that digitization um, and that pandemic, I think, sort of showed that even more. So what we're starting to see is consolidation in the sector in terms of acquisitions, both in the tech space, but as people look to, um, you know, bolt on or move away from just pure bricks and mortar retail. Um, so I think we'll see plenty of deals in the market um, around some of that. One of the other um, areas that we've sort of been keeping an eye on is in terms of distressed M&A and whether as um, government subsidies around the world and in Asia PAC start to roll off, whether or not that will um, have an impact and actually result in more distressed M&A. I have to say that we're not seeing too much distressed M&A in the consumer sector at the moment. Um, but it will be interesting just to see how that plays out over time. I suspect that consolidation and tech will be a much more um, important sort of trends in the sector, but it will be interesting just to see how it plays out. Um, and curious to see if you're seeing sort of similar themes in, in Asia. D definitely. Um, as you say, 12 months ago, we were all getting geared up for, you know, potentially a, a big wave of, of restructurings and insolvencies. And, and whilst there have been bits and pieces of that, the, the wave hasn't really hit yet. As you say, as the governments, you know, across across Asia, 
withdraw some of their stimulus in the following months, that we may see some of it. But but the real trend we're seeing here is is similar to yours. It's the consolidation of the market, um, and this was something that was happening, you know, pre-COVID, and we would expect to to continue onwards. Um, just to call out a specific deal, you know, in the last twelve months, we've seen you know CP Group um, acquire Tesco's Thailand and, and Malaysia operations, and there are other deals that we could call out as well to to show the you know smaller number of bigger players taking over a greater market share. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, well. That's been really interesting for me to listen to to your predictions, um, and it was also interesting for me to to sort of hear your Australian overlay on my Asian predictions. And we hope that that everyone else uh, listening has has enjoyed it as well um, and, and found found it useful. And as M and A lawyers, I think let us sign off by saying, you know, hopefully we will see lots of M and A in the consumer sector uh, for the rest of the year. Um, so on behalf of myself, um, thank you very much to everyone. And, and yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.